it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Great weekend. Hello, folks. Welcome to Cudlow. I'm Larry Cudlow. So special counsel Robert Hur's report yesterday said, and I'll quote, our investigation uncovered evidence that President Biden willfully retained and disclosed classified materials after his vice presidency when he was a private citizen, end quote. And the report also called Biden an elderly man with a poor memory and diminished faculties. So the question is, is the 25th Amendment now on the table to remove him from office? We're going to ask Congressman Byron Donalds and Congresswoman Claudia Tenney in just a few minutes. Later in the show, Senator Rand Paul's going to tell us how he's going to stop Biden's $95 billion Ukraine aid package. And Senator Katie Britt is going to take umbrage at what Biden said regarding Prime Minister uh, of Israel. <laughs> uh, but first up, let's go straight to our own Edward Lawrence, who was standing by at the White House after a very raucous news conference. <laughs> it was just completed. Edward, that looked like the most fun anybody could ever have. It was very interesting. And, you know, you've been on the other side of some of these big questions here. There were a lot of big questions in the, the news conference as well as the White House uh, press secretary press briefing. The president defiant uh, over how the special counsel, Robert Hurd, characterized him in that report over mishandling classified documents. Now, in the report, uh, he said part of it, though. In the report, he described him as a uh, sympathetic, well-meaning, elderly man with a poor memory. And here's the response from the president. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. Yeah, the White House had damage control as President Biden met another world leader, uh, the German chancellor, using his ubiquitous note cards to help him remember what he's saying. Here's the special assistant to the president, Ian Sams, today. Unfortunately, the gratuitous remarks that the former attorney general talked about have naturally caught headlines in all of your attention. They're wrong and they're inaccurate. Well, since the report came out, President Biden made two miscues already. He mixed up LCC, calling him the leader of Mexico when he actually runs Egypt. And then there was this at the news conference. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from our lady of Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. And today, the president probably wishes he got charged in that report or out of that report from the special counsel because the defense would not have been that he's an elderly man with a poor memory. Larry? All right. Thank you very much, Edward Lawrence. Um, folks, just a couple thoughts from me on this whole point. The one point in the Biden special counsel report that I don't think has received near enough attention is the fact that U.S. senators and or vice presidents do not have any legal authority to take classified documents with them or take them home or take them to a private office, period, full stop. It is illegal. This point is absolutely crucial to the whole discussion of the Robert Hur special counsel report. Now, let me quote the great Victor David Hansen, quote, special counsel Robert Hur just found Joe Biden was guilty 
of violating national security laws in removing classified documents after examining then Senator and Vice President Biden some 15-year habit of removing classified files to his offices and residence. It was a 15-year habit. And Victor goes on where they were stored in unsecured fashion. Period. End of story. And then Victor concludes, Biden has no putative right, as did Trump as president, to declassify files uh, he took home. And then Trump's Mar-a-Lago walled off, surveyed a state guarded by the Secret Service was a lot more secure than Biden's rickety garage. The point is, Mr. Trump was covered by the Presidential Records Act. That gives him authority to declassify documents and to transport them into a safe and secure location. Only presidents have that authority. Nobody else has it. Therefore, what Mr. Biden did was unlawful for a period of 15 years, taking documents from the Senate and the vice presidency. The law further states that if you want to use classified documents for a book or whatever, well, you can read them in a secure skiff in the National Archives building. Now, the Her report does say that Biden knew he had possession of the classified Afghanistan documents after the vice presidency, and he chose to keep those documents knowing he was violating the law. The Her report, in fact, states Biden discovered these classified documents back in 2017 when he was talking about the topic with his ghostwriter. So when Mr. Biden and his people say a year ago, whatever, they suddenly discovered classified documents in his garage, and then they rushed pell-mell to tell the Justice Department and the archives and anyone else who would listen, this is just another Biden untruth. He's known for years, and he had been pulling this trick for as long as 15 years going back to his Senate days. Of course, the double standard here is that Donald Trump was accused of willfully retaining classified materials, but... Again, under the Presidential Records Act, he didn't do anything wrong. It's a two-tiered justice system. Now, former prosecutor Andy McCarthy argues that, I'm going to quote Andy McCarthy, if you're at the point where you're saying what a jury would assess, what that means is you have already drawn the conclusion that there is enough evidence to indict the person and enough evidence perhaps to let the jury decide the case. This is a key insight. Robert Hur's musings about potential juries kind of reminds you of James Comey's merry-go-round with Hillary Clinton, just saying. And then, of course, regarding the Hur report description of Biden's so-called limited memory, which would somehow get him off in front of a jury. Well, that raises the point. If you can't remember anything, and if you keep confusing everything, events, people, dates, well, how can you be president and commander-in-chief? Again, I turn to Andy McCarthy, who said hers findings contain evidence to invoke Section 4 of the 25th Amendment, which empowers the vice president, along with the majority of those in the cabinet, to remove a president from office if he or she is judged to be incapable of fulfilling presidential duties. Quote, his fitness for office is a major issue here, end quote. Mr. McCarthy told Fox News. All the Biden White House attempts to discredit the Hur report 
are going to fall on deaf ears around the country. Believe me, Joe Biden's in a heap of trouble and he's trying to untruth his way out of it. But I'm going to predict it will not work. The Biden presidency is broken. That's my view. And that's my risk. All right. Let's dig into some of this. Joining us now, two superstars, New York Congressman Claudia Tenney and Florida Congressman Byron Donalds, the two of you. Claudia, I watched you last evening talk about the 25th Amendment. You've been joined in this by a number of your colleagues and eminent lawyers and former prosecutors. Why don't, we give, why don't you give us a Claudia Tenney rundown on the 25th Amendment and why you think it's applicable? Well, first of all, uh, there, this is so clear. You, the, the prosecutor has a binary choice. You either are competent to stand trial, and if you're not, then you have to face a 25th Amendment charge. It's not one or the other. It's one, it, it, it's, that's it. It's, uh, there's no middle ground. And so that's the argument I made when I wrote a letter to Merrick Garland last night asking him if this prosecutor, as you stated, Larry, had reasonable grounds to determine and make the conclusion that you cited from Andy McCarthy that we could have gone to a jury, but a jury would have found him kindly. They're actually concluding that he was guilty of a crime, knowingly, willfully mishandling and disclosing classified documents. So if he willfully and knowingly did that, but he and, and he's been guilty, but we don't want to put him in front of a trial. Um, that's a double standard. That is a two-tier justice system. So if he's that incompetent mentally, then he can't be commander-in-chief and the president of the United States, someone who oversees our armed forces in a civilian command as our country is conceived. This is dangerous. He is dangerous now. This is not about an elderly man. This is about a person with cognitive decline who is unable to make critical decisions. And Americans have died for this, whether it's his poor decisions in Afghanistan and, and this, these decisions involving what's happening in the Middle East. Last night, his press conference, Larry, was a train wreck. Mm. And you almost wonder why they let him go out and do this in the evening and didn't wait and have some time to actually put a script in front of him where he could actually justify this. But I almost wonder if the Democrats are intentionally putting him out there and letting him uh, put him out to dry so that they can come up with another alternative because he's losing to Donald Trump in the swing state polls. Well, of course, I think it was a gigantic mistake, a huge blunder putting him out there last night. He wasn't ready. But then again, I watched this uh, White House spokesman. He wasn't even a lawyer. I thought they were going to put the White House counsel up. But they watched this other guy today. He didn't get it done either. Uh, I mean, Byron, the, the, if the her report is so interesting because in many ways it's very, very specific. It's specific about the charges. Uh, the willful retention of a classified document, which is illegal. It's also specific about Biden's memory loss. What I found interesting about what the uh, White House spokesman tried to say today is um, the parts of the her report, they had to quote page 249 or page 211 of this huge document. The parts they liked, they praised. But the parts they didn't like, they tried to discredit her. Now, you can't have it both ways. There's a lot of what I'll just say indicting evidence in here on all the charges uh, that Claudia just mentioned. So I don't know how you get around this, and I don't see the public ignoring this the way the Biden's... I mean, they're just trying to blow smoke at us and throw mud at it. I don't think it's going to work. What do you think? Well, look, here's a couple things, Larry. First and foremost, 
What is clearly what is clear from the her report is that Donald Trump should not be on trial for classified documents mm. because the Presidential Records Act actually protects former presidents with the documents they take with them when they leave the White House. It doesn't protect anybody else except former presidents. That's number one. Number two, it also demonstrates the fact that this Justice Department under Joe Biden is picking who they're going to charge based on politics and not about the law. That's two. And number three, which is which is more clear than anything, is that Kamala Harris needs to lead the cabinet to invoke the 25th Amendment. This is beyond politics. This is about the country now. And it is clear that Joe Biden does not have the mental capabilities to be the commander in chief. The question is, will the members of the cabinet be loyal to Joe Biden or will they be loyal to the United States of America? Because we cannot have a chief executive who can't even remember when he left the vice presidency. That's how damning this report is. And so I, I completely agree with my colleague from New York, Claudia Tenney. She is correct. This is a call to Kamala Harris to actually do her duty as the vice president and call for the 25th Amendment to be invoked. Here's, a, by the way, an interesting clip from Donald Trump uh, as he left office in mid-January 2021 on the 25th Amendment. Take a listen to this. The 25th Amendment is of zero risk to me but will come back to haunt Joe Biden and the Biden administration. As the expression goes, be careful what you wish for. Well, boy, those chickens came home to roost. We've temporarily lost Claudia, but I think we still have Byron here. There he is. Good. Um, Byron. Listen, Larry, Donald Trump was right again. I know. He was right again, Larry. I'll tell you that right now. I mean, it's really something how apocryphal that is. He said that, I don't know, just before he left office, just before the inauguration of uh, Joe Biden. Um, Byron, is there enough in your judgment? I mean, people will parse through all this. Uh, in the her report, is there enough with respect to Mr. Biden's poor memory and all the different anecdotes around it? Because the reason I ask is the White House tactic here is to discredit all that stuff. Right. They brought in former Democratic office holders and said it's gratuitous. It's gratuitous. Well, I don't know if it's gratuitous. It's right there on the printed page. What do you think? And I totally believe there's enough there to warrant the 25th Amendment being executed, especially when you put that with the press conference that the president did impromptu yesterday. It was a terrible press conference. The our rival our rivals around the globe, Larry, they see this as well. They know how terrible this is. And look, at the end of the day, it is incumbent upon Joe Biden to present himself before the American people and demonstrate his faculties. This is not a political point. This is serious business. We have men and women who are in bases around the globe, specifically in the Middle East. They are in harm's way. And if the commander in chief doesn't even remember when he left the vice presidency, he can't remember the names of world leaders. How is he going to be able to make the tactical decision? at a moment notice that they need for their lives to be protected. That matters more than Republicans. It matters more than Democrats. That is critical to our nation. So he needs to present himself. I'm also saying yeah. this, Larry, and this is real quick. What did Joe Biden know, or I also will say, what did he forget about what Merrick Garland is doing with the prosecutions of Donald Trump? Because it is clear now, after reading this report, that they have chosen to weaponize the Justice Department against President Trump, while all the while making sure they did everything possible to protect Joe Biden. Because your lack of mental capability does not 
protect you from prosecution under the Espionage Act. By the way, there's, uh, I mean, yes, uh, of course, but there's some rumors that Biden's going to fire Merrick Garland because Biden didn't like the her report. So we'll see how that plays out. But that's kind of out there. Claudia, I just want to come back to it. Besides your um, 25th Amendment point, which is important, I don't want to belittle that. But at the top of my riff, I, I just want to make this point. The Presidential Records Act stipulates that only presidents have the power and authority to declassify and take documents with them after they leave office and go into private life. There is no debate about that. Now, Biden's trying to blow smoke about we're going to have a commission and rewrite the law, whatever. Senators can't do it, Claudia. Vice presidents can't do it. House members can't do it. You know who else can't do it? Former directors of national economic councils can't do it. Former heads of the CEA, former Treasury Secretary. You know, I was talking to my, I called them my ladies up on the second floor who protected me. They were telling me when they went through their training and introduction to the White House, probably the most important thing they were told is anything that says top secret or classified must never leave the building, ever. You have a safe in your office. And then if you leave, you take it out of the safe and you put it down in the safes in the situation room in the outside the skiff. You're not allowed to do that. Claudia, Biden did this on any number of occasions as a senator and as a vice president. And then it turns out in this document, right, he was telling his ghostwriter as early as 2017 that he had these documents. Now, I don't want to get into a hassle about everything he told the ghostwriter, but it just says they talked about the topic. So this business about they found something a year ago and they rushed pell-mell to straighten it out and they went to the DOJ and the FBI and so forth, it's nonsense. They have known for years, back in 2017, and probably going back to when he was a senator too, Claudia. This bothers me. These are legal points. There's nothing ambiguous about this. You are exactly right, Larry. And that's what the president did. When you look at the charges against President Trump, they, it's a couple of years and he was cooperating with uh, Mar-a-Lago and the, the Secret Service are all over Mar-a-Lago. I mean, yes. President Biden has been doing this before. And and yeah, by the way, remember, I think you're, there was a standard that the Democrats set under Comey. There no reasonable prosecutor would bring this case. In the, in the case of Hillary Clinton, no reasonable prosecutor could bring the case against President Trump, except that they're using lawfare, or I call it abusive process mm -hmm. or malicious prosecution against Trump as an election interference tool to get him off the ballot in any way, any way, shape or form they can. That's what's really going on here. But, you know, President Biden has done this for so long. It's decades. Yes. He's willfully violated. Again, yes. you yes. cannot emphasize if they're saying you're not competent to stand trial. How can you be president of the United States? Probably the most important and most difficult job, the most taxing job, where you need to be on top of everything 100% of the time to do a good job at the, the what we face in this in this world. It is dramatically bad. And my son serves in the Marine Corps right now as a reservist. Mm. Uh, but this is dangerous. It is dangerous to our country to have someone like this making final decisions. And the generals, you know, whether he means it or not, they have to abide by those decisions. And the guy next to him has the nuclear code. So this is extremely dangerous, which is why I can't emphasize enough. I think the Democrats may actually throw him under the bus, yeah. which they should. Uh, the cabinet should get together and yeah. vote him out under the 25th Amendment. And we take Kamala Harris. At least she can listen to advisors and maybe listen to reason at that point. But another thing, politically, 
I, I just think there's just no way we can tolerate this on the world stage with a president at this state. Yeah. Amen to all that. Thank you both. You're terrific. Claudia Tenney and Byron Donalds, we appreciate it very, very much, as always. All right, folks, coming up here on Cudlow, Joe Biden says Israel's response to Hamas has been, wait for it, over the top? Really? He also had some swear words to talk about Benjamin Netanyahu. Anyway, we're going to talk about that with Alabama Senator Katie Britt in just a moment. Please hang around. Much more cooking. Hey, folks, it's your man, Keyshawn Johnson, here to talk about Angie, formerly known as Angie's List, your go-to home services, marketplace for getting all your jobs done well. Now you might be wondering, what exactly is Angie? Well, let me tell you, it's the nation's largest home services marketplace, connecting over 150 million homeowners with skilled professionals to tackle any project, big or small. As a homeowner myself, I always have things I want to work on for my house, whether it's general home renovations or fun projects like putting in a pool. With over 200,000 pros in their network, Angie makes it a breeze to research, compare, and hire pros, ensuring every job is done well. Whether you're fixing a leaky faucet or planning a full kitchen renovation, Angie's got your back. And get this, folks. Angie's pros aren't just any old contractors. They're your neighbors, often running small businesses right in your community. Plus, they've been rated and reviewed by others in your area. So you know you're getting quality service. So why stress over home projects when you can turn to Angie? From finding the best price to scheduling a pro at your convenience, Angie's got you covered every step of the way. So get started today at Angie.com. That's Angie.com or download the app today to get started on getting all your jobs done. That's Angie, your trusted ally in home services. All right. So interestingly, in Joe Biden's catastrophic news conference last night, just kind of out of nowhere, he started slamming our Israeli ally and their prime minister. For what reasons, I do not know. But joining us now is uh, Alabama Senator Katie Britt. Senator Britt, welcome uh, back to the show. Appreciate it very much. Let me just play the clip real fast uh, on what Biden said. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in, Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been... Um, over the top. So, Senator Britt, what what is what was he trying to signal us? And is they over the top? I thought Israel was fighting for its life and I thought we were backing them. Absolutely. That's exactly what we should be doing. Obviously, Joe Biden's words were a gift to Hamas, just like his weakness has been a gift to our enemies. When you hear that and you know that Hamas is holding 136 hostages, six of which are American citizens, and he uses his time and tenor to talk to Israel, our ally, and not talk directly to Hamas and demand the return of each and every one of those hostages, uh, it, it's just despicable. But unfortunately, this is what we have come to expect from the disastrous foreign policy of Joe Biden and his administration. You know, Senator, I'm, I'm not going to use the swear word. I'm not even going to hint at the swear word. But I will just say the day or two before, uh, 
in a Democratic conference meeting of some kind. He used a swear word to describe Benjamin Netanyahu. Again, I don't understand the purpose of that to try to diminish and degrade Netanyahu, who's fighting for his life. And oddly, I mean, ironically, Biden has had moments when he defended Israel, at least at the beginning, but now he seems to be uh, losing it. I don't get this at all, ma'am. Well, he's caving to the liberal left. Yeah. We all knew that this would come. Uh, we were proud to see the strength that he exhibited at the beginning, but knew it would only be a matter of time before we saw this occur. And it's unfortunate because, to your point, Israel is fighting for its very existence. They are fighting for the ability to put their children to sleep at night and allow them to feel safe. They are fighting to help eradicate evil. And I believe that Israel not only has a right to eradicate the evil of Hamas, but they have an obligation. They have an obligation to their children, and they have the obligation to the freedom-loving people of this planet. And Joe Biden needs to get with it. He needs to demand these hostages be returned. Obviously, we all want to see peace. We all want to see every innocent life preserved. Um, that will only come through strength. It will not come from tearing down and undermining one of our greatest allies. You know, I, I believe, Senator Britt, there, there's still American hostages there. We, we don't know if they're alive or not, but I believe there are some. And, of course, the list of Israeli hostages uh, has been diminished uh, because Hamas has been killing them. So it's an awful story. Look, Senator, after all of this, uh, with the Her report and, uh, you know, many other things that you were referring to, is Mr. Biden capable of remaining as commander-in-chief? Look, I think what we have seen, both the weakness he has exhibited, but what we all saw last night, I think that press conference confirmed America's greatest fears. Mm. And that is not only that clearly we have a two-tier justice system, which we saw when that report came out, but obviously that he is not mentally fit to serve as commander-in-chief. And when you read that report, if you believe what that report said, which is that is he is not mentally competent to stand trial, he is certainly not competent to stand in the Situation Room. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, the, the illegality of a senator or vice president taking classified materials home or to an office, that illegality, I'm, we were just talking about it with uh, some House members, Claudia Tenney, Byron Donalds, you know, that, that's a very important issue. There is, the, there is a law, you know this, there is a Presidential Records Act. Trump didn't violate it because he's a president. Mr. Biden violated it over a period of 15 years. And they knew back in 2017, at least he said to his ghostwriter, that he had classified documents in the garage or wherever he had them. I mean, there's, there's this untruths. I know presidents never lie, so I call them untruths and illegalities, Senator Britt. I mean, it's starting to wear everybody down, it seems to me. Absolutely. And you're just seeing yet again that we have a two-tier justice system. And this yeah. is what Americans are just sick of. They see President Trump being treated one way and then see Joe Biden being treated in an exactly different uh, different way. And, and they're just done with it. And we're ready to, um, to return this country to secure borders, to safe communities, um, to making sure that we have strength abroad, that our allies know that it means something um, when we stand with them. And that's why they want President Trump back back in the White House. Yes, ma'am. Uh, thank you for your time, Senator Britt, on a Friday. We appreciate it very much, thank you. as always. I appreciate it. You bet. All right, folks, coming up here on Cudlow is Biden's presidential candidate, candidacy now just completely doomed. Doomed. By the way, if anyone cares, his new budget numbers are bankrupting the country. And after Trump wins in Nevada and the Virgin Islands, Nikki Haley, really, golly gee, isn't it time for her to join the Trump team? We'll talk about all that with Rich Lowry. 
with Steve Forbes and with John Carney right here on Cudlow on set when we return. Please hang around some more. All right, we're going to take time out from the Her Report and have a look at something else. More backlash on Capitol Hill over Joe Biden's ending LNG permitting. Fox News senior congressional correspondent Chad Pergram live in Washington, D.C. Chad, you're nice enough to help us on this story. It's actually a big story. Larry, good afternoon. Criticism in stereo for the administration. It is suspending the exportation of liquefied natural gas or LNG. Senate Energy Committee Chairman Joe Manchin is often at odds with the administration on energy policy. So Manchin called for a hearing. Again and again, the White House has shown that it is so concerned with indulging radical climate activists that it's willing to play politics with our energy security and that of our allies. Simply put, politicizing LNG exports is reckless and dangerous, and it could empower and enrich Russia, Qatar, and Iran. Manchin accused the administration of a, quote, political ploy to appease climate activists. Republicans joined Democrats to gang up on the administration, accusing them of kowtowing to the left. European nations depend on the U.S. for natural gas needs, especially after the war in Ukraine. But a key Biden energy official claims Europe should not worry. The European Commission uh, has said publicly this pause will not have any short or medium term impact on EU's security of supply. I think it'd be irresponsible if we weren't taking a step back and doing this kind of rigorous analysis. But another witness at the hearing with Eurogas told lawmakers that no European government supports the U.S. move. Plus, it could make the natural gas market more volatile, and that would drive up prices here. Larry? All right, Chad Pergram, thank you very much for that report. All right, folks, uh, I know nobody's worried about LNG today, but it's a very important issue. Meanwhile, Biden's presidential candidacy doomed over. We have voice of power pack panel, Rich Lowry. Editor-in-Chief of the National Review, John Carney, Breitbart Economics Editor and co-author of the Business Digest, and the great Steve Forbes, Forbes Media Chair, Editor-in-Chief and author of Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Rich Lyre, is this doom? Seriously, does this doom Biden? You've got, in this report, law-breaking yeah. and incompetence. Yeah, you... I mean, it's a, it's a horrible day for him yesterday. I just think Jill and Joe, they should have done the right thing last year. And just said, you know, you, you've achieved your lifelong ambition. You passed a lot of legislation, much more than we expected or would like. And you're going to get worse from here. You're already, you know, lost a step or two. And let's let a normal primary process play out and the party will decide. Now it's too late for that. And they're stuck. And it's going to get worse from now into November. And what's going to happen if he's actually elected again? It, it's, a, it's a walking crisis waiting to happen. Everyone's seen it with their two eyes. And now we have a report from a neutral source who went in there in private and saw what everyone else sees, but he actually put it in the report. And that's what they're mad about. Right. And there's no plausible denial. No, he couldn't possibly have misremembered this stuff or forgotten. They're mad at him for saying it in public. So uh, there are rumors today that Biden's going to fire Merrick Garland, mm -hmm. who hired her. Well, he, he, he look, it's, it's under the law. It's her job to produce the report. He produced the report. He gives it to Garland, and then Garland has the discretion whether to make it public or not. Now, if he didn't make it public, we'd all be screaming, justifiably, because that's now the practice. But it was Garland's open, uh, ultimate call to publicize it. Um, John, you know, we go through these... This is a crisis. This is going to be a crisis of confidence. The story's not going to go away. 
what this uh, spokesman said today at the press conference, this guy's not even a lawyer. They didn't even put out the White House counsel. They put out a non-lawyer spokesman. Basically, there's the stuff they liked, they praised, and the stuff they didn't like, uh, they said it doesn't matter, shouldn't have been in there. Um, to me, not only was the newser last night a disaster, I think this uh, press conference today was a disaster. It was a disaster. The reason why they put it in there is that the counsel had to explain why they weren't going to charge him. They, because it's very clear he violated the law. The counsel, the special counsel, believes he did so willfully. They just believe that a jury looking at Joe Biden would say, oh, no, that guy has no idea what's going on. And so we don't have a chance of getting a conviction. So we can't charge him because the FBI guidelines say don't charge somebody if you don't think he, there's a chance of convicting him. So they think he committed the crime. They think he willfully committed the crime. Mm -hmm. They just don't think they can get a conviction. That's why they put it in there. So that's and I also think that's why they didn't put a lawyer up there, because a lawyer would have known, you know, and couldn't have answered the way this White House spokesman did. The White House spokesman doesn't know anything. So he's allowed to make up whatever. Well, everything they didn't like, they called gratuitous. I mean, it went and discredited her. I think it's kind of crazy. Um, Steve Forbes, again, is Biden's candidacy dead? Here's a theory that that Joe Biden is so inept that. People, I don't know who these people are, okay, people uh, behind the scene, Democratic bigwigs said, go on ahead out there, knowing you'd make a fool of himself, and this would tighten the noose around his neck, and they're going to get rid of him. This whole thing's a plot. The Democratic establishment wants to get rid of Joe Biden, so they're encouraging him to do all the nutty things he's doing. Really? Oh, well, I, th <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if you had a few months ago people go to Biden and say, as was suggested here, uh, you had a good first term. Get out while the getting's good. <clears throat> There's not going to be able to do anything to uh, your son anymore because you're leaving the scene and uh, ride on the sunset saying, I'm the greatest progressive since Franklin Roosevelt. He wouldn't do it. She wouldn't do it. Joe, Joe Biden's nickname in Washington is Mrs. Wilson, <laughs> the wife of Woodrow Wilson, <laughs> who ran, 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 ran the country yes. for a year and a half when he had a stroke. Wait, so she's, she's Mrs. Mrs. Wilson. Wilson. <laughs> she's Mrs. Wilson. And, 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 and I'm sure she said, no, we're going to stick this out. We're going to get another term. I love this, uh, this notor fame we get being in the White House. And so I think one of the reasons this report was released the way it did, why they didn't redact it, was they figured, OK, now we have to go to plan B, put it out there. This man's not competent. That's why I don't so, think he's going to be the Democratic so nominee. You buy, you're buying the conspiracy theory. That's what you're articulating. And they it's would call it patriotic. Patriotic. <laughs> now, really? now you can understand well, they why they got a had... pretty thin bet where we're going to go back to Michelle Obama and all that stuff again. I mean, I don't know. Rich, you're the political ace. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just... A lot of people believe that. A lot of people believe that. I just don't see it because you're going to go to an open convention with this, you know, double-barreled gun of this Trump candidacy staring, staring you right. down. Who's it going to be? Is it going to be Kamala Harris? Is that really better than Joe Biden? If it's not going to be Kamala well, well, Harris, well, how are you well, going to jump over this African-American exactly, woman? Exactly. And so I, I think they, if they wanted to get rid of him, the thing to do would have been run a serious primary candidate against him. They didn't do that. They didn't have the stomach to do it. And I think now they're stuck. So Trump's big winner here. I mean, he wasted no time blasting off with all his Make America Great stuff. But he's right. There is a double standard. All right. It's a two-tier justice system. And actually... Uh, whatever they're making up, the fact remains the Presidential Records Act shows presidents 
have the authority to declassify and take stuff away as long as it's safekeeping. And he lived in a fort. Mar-a-Lago is a Secret Service fort. I never understood, but it's a double stick. I mean, that's what it is. You ever been there? I mean, it's not that easy to get in and out. And those guys all know me, but I'm just saying. So Trump's a big winner here, John Carter. Yeah, I read, I read reports pointing out that Ronald Reagan had taken stuff out of the White House. But again, Ronald Reagan was the U.S. president. He's allowed to right. declassify right. anything he wants. Donald Trump could take whatever he wants out of the White House, put it in a guarded place in Mar-a-Lago. Joe Biden took these documents when he was a senator, when he was vice president, when he did not have the authority to take them. Right. And frankly, it's weird that he kept taking these documents. I know. Why did he need them? Why did he keep them? Why did he, you know, before he had lost his mind... Why did he keep forgetting that he had all these documents everywhere? I understand now he's clearly lost his competence. But in 2017, he, he had a better mind. Yeah, why did in he keep them? In 2015 and 2010, he had a better mind. And, that, and that's what this report is telling us. It's saying he kept them willfully back when he could do willful things. Now he's, you know, Mr. Wilson, and he, he can't willfully. This, this is Trump's campaign slogan, but, right? He's the one candidate in this race who's competent enough to be charged with crimes. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, um, uh, Nikki Haley lost in the Virgin Islands, which I think clinches it. When is she going to join the Trump? That's a she, joke. She, she needs when to steal Tanero. She needs none of the above to drop out. And, I know. And she then, lost and then, to none of the above. And then Trump to drop out. And then she'd have a theory. Otherwise, there's no theory of the case. When does and, she join the Trump team? I, I think when she runs out of money. Oh, well, that may actually, that's her money holdings, I think, are overrated. She hadn't raised that much money. Not enough to keep going, I guess. What do you think? What happens here? Uh, I think unless she has a miracle, uh, it's the writings on the wall. And by the way, in terms of the Democrats and their candidates, never underestimate, since they don't obey the law anyway, to change the rules of the convention yeah. about how uh, they pick a nominee. No, I, I absolutely agree with that. That and, was and, always my scenario. And, and I don't think Biden's going to be at the top of the ticket in November. Who they put in, how they put him in, great grist for the journalist mill. If there weren't consequences, it would be a great show. But they're not going to let Joe that's, Biden run after uh, what, what happened. No, you're right. That's why he was so angry last night. He, he, he knows it's over. I yeah. think we should I, all hope. I, mean, I, really, I really believe that. He was obviously angry, and he was in a very bad mood. And I think he, he knows the game's over. I think John, we should hope that word. Steve's right. Because we should not have this man as our president. It is a danger to the country. It's a danger to the world. So I hope you're right, Steve, and they do take him out. Country's broken. Nobody wants to talk about it. Next week, we'll talk about the CBO budget numbers. He's bankrupting the country. If he hadn't done enough damage, he's bankrupting the country. i got to go. Rich Lowry, thank, thank you, you John Carney, Steve Forbes. You're all fabulous. Coming up, the reason we have to go, we've got Senator Rand Paul. And he is going to tell us why he is going to stop the Ukraine foreign aid bill. How about that? And remember, Cudlow is a podcast. Episodes available every weekday right after the show. Spotify, Apple, and FoxBusinessPodcast.com. I'm a podcast. We need a new podcast. We need a new president. All right, Senator Rand Paul's here. He's on a mission to stop the Ukraine foreign aid bill. Joins us right now. Senator, as always, welcome. Uh, just to warm your heart, I want to give you a little Joe Biden quick sound on this subject. Here it comes. The failure of the United States Congress, if it occurs, not to support Ukraine is close to criminal neglect. It is outrageous. And he knows something about criminal neglect. So, Senator Paul, what's your response and what's your plan, sir? 
You know, I would say it's criminal neglect for Mitch McConnell, Chuck Schumer and Joe Biden to get together to send $100 billion overseas to fix someone else's border before addressing our border. We have an emergency. We have an invasion. We have 700,000 people came across in the last two months and they're willing just to punt on that. You know, they put forward a fake proposal. It wasn't any good. We shot it down. But that doesn't mean we're ready to give up on it. Many of us want to fight. 32 of us out of 48, three-fourths of us said we wanted to keep fighting. We want to actually fix the border before we ship $100 billion of our money overseas. I meet no one in Kentucky, no conservatives across the land that are for this. But the leadership of the Senate under Mitch McConnell is more concerned with sending your money to Ukraine than they are with the invasion of the southern border. And I've had enough. I'm going to do everything in my power to slow down and stop this. And I told them they can vote when hell freezes over, Mm. because, frankly, this isn't in the best interest of our country. The money has to be borrowed. We don't have $100 billion sitting around. We borrow $1.5 trillion, and they're going to borrow another $100 billion. So essentially, we ask China for money to send it to Ukraine. It makes us weaker. It's bad for our country. Mitch McConnell, Joe Biden, and Chuck Schumer are wrong on this, and I'm going to do everything I can to slow them down at the very least. And possibly there'll be enough of an uprising of people calling in and saying, Mitch McConnell... Who are you? Do you represent the Republicans? Do you represent conservatives? Hmm. Are you in lockstep with Chuck Schumer? There needs to be an uprising in the country. And if that happens, we still have a chance we could stop this. You know, the border, southern border things become so important, Senator, Senator Paul. You, you might have enough votes to stop final cloture. We'll see. We were very close, but a few people left. I mean, you know, they got about 15 Republicans So we got twice as many Republicans who said, let's fix the border. Let's don't give up on our border before we shovel this money abroad. And even some of those people still want to send it to Ukraine, but they want to fix our border first. But the big government Republicans in our caucus, and there's 10 or 15 of them always, that will side with Democrats. Mm -hmm. So this is a Democrat bill, 100 percent of Democrats and then one third of the Republicans, led by Mitch McConnell and the other big government types who say, you know what, whatever, you know, there's an emergency at our border, but we're really more concerned with the Ukrainian border. Nobody supports that. It's incredibly unpopular. And we have to look, Mitch McConnell's has the lowest approval ratings Mm. of any person in all of Congress or in all of the United States. And yet he's working hand in hand with the Democrats to get this done. And as far as I know, in just the last 30 seconds, sir, there's never these Ukraine assistance bills they not only don't have accountability, they don't have an, there's no exit ramp. There's no off ramp. There's no diplomatic ramp. I mean, it's an endless bucket. There, there's no inspector general. I've been saying at the very least have an inspector general yeah. to investigate whether they're stealing us blind yeah. and they won't allow an inspector general. That shows who these people are. They just want to shovel it out. Look, it's going to their government salaries. Mm. We're paying for, you know, we've got too many government employees. We're paying for Ukrainian government employees. It's insane, and we ought to stop it. Good luck, Senator Paul. I appreciate it very, very much. Thanks for coming back on. Folks, I'll be right back with the last word. My last words, Mr. Biden is illegal, he's incompetent, he's a broken president, and he must be retired as soon as legally possible. And now, legally, we must all watch Liz McDonald. (laughs) 
The Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.